It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources today on KSL News Radio. It is great to be with you. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. And as always, we got a lot of ground to cover on the fastest 60 minutes of radio as we actually try to help you slow things down just a little bit, divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense today. And we do want you to be part of that process. Help us elevate the conversation. Give us your thoughts, your insight, what's going on in your world. You can always do that on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. So as we look at uh, where we're headed today, obviously it's debate night. We'll come back to that in just a moment. But I want to begin in the Senate Judiciary Committee today. Uh, where the vote was taken uh, with only a 12 of the 22 members present and uh, a lot of complaints and a lot of name calling and backbiting back and forth uh, over the vote uh, out of committee uh, to put Judge Amy Coney Barrett, uh, put that nomination onto the floor of the United States Senate uh, with the expectation that there will be a final vote on her confirmation early next week. So I want to go to some of the... Uh, ins and outs of that and what that really looked like. Uh, the uh, Democrats, of course, uh, protested the the hearing and the vote uh, and did not show up. Uh, they focused on something that I thought was, was just a little bit uh, of a flabbergast to me uh, in that they focused on the Affordable Care Act again. Uh, that is a political result. Uh, and changing that by way of the court uh, is part of what got the problem rolling in the first place. And so they chose to to put pictures of those who would be negatively impacted by uh, a repeal of the Affordable Care Act. Uh, but that's sort of a false choice, and, and it's really the wrong message. I think they missed it there. They did, uh, all of the uh, Democrats from the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee, with the exception, I believe, of uh, Kamala Harris, uh, who's out doing other duties as a vice president, presidential nominee today, uh, but they took to the steps of the Capitol today, and uh, Chuck Schumer, the minority leader, uh, said this. We are boycotting this illegitimate hearing. The nomination of Amy Coney Barrett is the most illegitimate process I have ever witnessed in the Senate. Democrats will not lend a single ounce of legitimacy to this sham vote in the Judiciary Committee. And, of course, the rule we go by is if you're complaining about the rules of the referees, you're losing. And uh, that's clearly the case. The Democrats recognize that they really have very little they can do other than stall, protest, uh, and walk out on some of these votes uh, as it comes down the home stretch. And, and again, there were a lot of things going on back and forth uh, in terms of what this is. Uh, and interesting, though, if you actually look at how this all started, uh, the the genesis of all of this actually goes all the way back to Harry Reid. 
and his role in the Senate. We'll come to that in just a moment. Utah's senior Senator Mike Lee, uh, part of that judiciary hearing and committee that uh, took the vote this morning, uh, took him, the Democrats to task a little bit in terms of what the process should be about. Democrats, not Republicans, escalated Supreme Court confirmations into ideological knife fights and worse and, and made political outcomes the defining issue of this process rather than judicial philosophy and qualifications. So political outcomes, that is not what these hearings should ever have been about. But over the years, it has become more and more so. And again, that both sides are guilty of that, to be sure. And the important thing for us to recognize as citizens is it's it's not. It's, it's not about the political outcomes. This is about judiciary philosophy. And even if you disagree with someone, if you know how they're going to interpret the law and the Constitution, uh, then that's what judges are supposed to do. It's a balls and strikes job, not a political job. And we need to keep that in mind. Senator Lee went on to uh, talk about the escalation and some of the genesis of that, uh, which, as I mentioned before, actually does go all the way back to Harry Reid. They nuked the filibuster again for partisan political reasons. And now they're trying to scuttle this meeting, this hearing, this vote for partisan political reasons. When it comes to the judiciary, abuse of power is their agenda. Now, the left seems to think that the Supreme Court exists for this purpose and that it exists to impose their very worst ideas onto the public, onto those recalcitrant members of the public, those people we call citizens who refuse blindly to go along with their entitled extremism. They want the court to empower abortion activists and woke performance artists, campus and corporate elites and social media outrage addicts to tell everyone how to live without votes, without accountability, and without debate. Taking debatable matters and placing them beyond debate seems to be their formula. They don't want democracy. They don't want representative government. They want docility. And Judge Amy Coney Barrett is not going to give it to them. All right, and that's uh, Senior Senator Mike Lee in that Judiciary Committee today, which voted uh, 12 to 0. Again, there were no Democrats in the room when the vote was taken. And so it went 12 to 0, and her nomination will move on to the floor of the United States Senate, where I'm expecting we will hear a lot of uh, a lot of speechifying happening on the floor of the Senate. Most of that will be done to a very empty chamber. But uh, members on both sides of the aisle will get their political moments. They'll score their political points. They'll post their social media. Uh, and this is part of, if you listen to the program yesterday in our conversation uh, as we went through uh, with Yuval Levin, as we talk about institutions, and sadly, so many look at our institutions today not as an institution that helps to shape the country and strengthen it. They look at it as a platform or a stage for their own agendas. And whether that's the floor of the Senate, uh, whether that's the White House, uh, whether that's the courthouse, we have far too many who are just looking at institutions, important institutions to this country, as simply platforms, as stages, as a place for them to to do what they want to do, to get their agenda moving forward, uh, rather than doing the, the will and the work of the American people. Now, obviously, it's debate night tonight. Uh, we've been covering that wall to wall here on KSL News Radio. That will continue throughout the day today and into the evening as we really look at this final debate. Uh, and to me, there's there's really just uh, some simple strategies 
for both sides. The Joe Biden camp is in the do no harm portion of the campaign. They feel like they are in a strong position. So they are going to try to be brief, succinct, and uh, no gaffes is the rule for them. I am certain uh, a lot of the staffers in the Biden camp are going to be literally watching the shot clock. This is a 90-minute debate, and they're going to watch it tick down until it gets to zero. Uh, that is that is their goal tonight, no mistakes. Uh, President Trump uh, needs to make the case as to why four more years matter and will make a difference. Uh, and the, the one thing to keep in mind for uh, for everyone is that who are they really speaking to? This is a small group, undecided voters and what we call the movable middle, those who aren't showing up in polls because they no longer consider themselves to be likely voters. And I think some of them will vote and it will be dependent on a lot of what happens tonight. And if either President Trump or former Vice President Joe Biden can make the case to them as to how their administration would impact their community, their families, their economic opportunity, their upward mobility. And whoever gets to that message first and best takes the night, and I think it will really shape the final days of the campaign. All right, time to step aside. Uh, In all of this uh, shenanigans and a lot of talking going on, there's actually a better way to make a difference and to connect. It might be as simple as a letter to somebody in your neighborhood. Find out more next. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.